Greetings, this is Carl, and you are listening to Behavior Gap Radio. This is a series on entrepreneurship. This is episode number four in that series. What I want to talk about here is when we view entrepreneurship, at least the way I like to view it, which is as this act of creation, really where the business essentially becomes a simply a vehicle for you to forcibly insert your opinion into the world, we, we run up against this interesting problem, and that is the problem of being wrong. And deciding how long you can afford to be wrong and deciding how long you can ignore feedback you're getting from the world. And when the idea and deciding the difference between an idea that just needs to be forcibly inserted in the world long enough, in other words, you need to be wrong long enough that you become right, or an idea that's just frankly a bad idea and needs to be quit, right? You need to quit doing it. And and I don't know that I have in fact, I know that I don't have the answer to that. I just know that it's interesting that if we view entrepreneurship as an act of creativity, and by definition, the idea or the opinion that we're forcibly inserting into the world is new and novel. You know, it could be something as simple as like, maybe you've got a new way to deliver financial advice. Or maybe you decide, let me just pick something out of the air. This is a crazy idea, but maybe you decide that you're going to build, let me speak specifically uh, about building an investment management business in a environment where everyone seems to be building these sort of broad based and and I'm I'm look I'm not even I'm not even pretending that this is a good idea I'm just going to use it as an example in an environment where everybody seems to be focused on comprehensive wealth management right I want to be the trusted advisor and I want to take care of your financial planning I want to which includes you know insurance and cash flow modeling and all of that stuff in an environment where that's where everybody is going. What if you decided, you know what? (laughs) That's actually not what I want. What I want to do is I want to build an investment only business. Like I just take care of your investments and we only do it one way. And this is the way. And I'm not talking about a stock picking business. I'm just saying like, let's decide that you just want to deliver diversified portfolios, low cost diversified portfolios that are and and you pick the allocation, right? Let's say that our well, let's say this. Let's pretend you want to build an investment business that just buys the S and P five hundred index and doesn't ever try to time the market in terms of buying or selling, but just selectively hedges. So when the market reaches a certain valuation measure, and you can pick whatever measure, I mean, there are plenty out there that seem to be good indications long-term. They're not good short-term indicators. But when it reaches a certain level, you just really cheaply hedge by just buying a small percentage of of, uh, protective puts, right? Like, don't worry about all the details, but it's a very opinionated way to invest money. That's what I'm saying. And you say to people, no, we don't do your financial planning. We don't do your wealth management. We don't do your insurance. We just do this. And in fact, you've got a sign. There's a checklist of things like you have to have, you have to tell us that you have a financial planner, a relationship with a a good financial planner. 
You have to tell us that you are, you know, have certain debt levels that are low enough. You have to tell us that your life insurance is covered. Like your family, you have life insurance and I don't care how much, but you have the amount that you think is appropriate for you. Your family's covered. So in other words, we've determined in advance, these are the things we think will make you a good long-term investor. You know, all these other things are taken care of. You're not going to call us and need the money. And then we are just going to invest the money. And if you want it back, you're going to have to pay a penalty, right? Like if you want it back in the first five years, maybe it costs you 25%. So you're building in all these requirements that you think are necessary because it's your opinion. You think this is what's necessary for somebody to behave correctly over the long term. And we are going to force you to do that. And if you don't want to do that, get out, right? It's sort of like that, that, that idea. Like let's say that that's what you want to do. And it's this thing that's bugging you and you really want to do it. And you become a little bit like the soup Nazi on the Seinfeld, Seinfeld episode, right? Where you say, no, we don't, I'm not going to serve you. I, 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 no, no soup for you if you ask silly questions. You know, you get very opinionated about it and you kick people out if they behave incorrectly. And you just say, look, this is what we do. We can show you that it works. This is what we do. Okay, let's say that's the scenario you better be ready for people to say, you're crazy, man. Like for your fellow advisors to say, that's not where the world's going. The world's going to comprehensive wealth management. You better be ready to be wrong because what you're doing is different than what everybody else seems to be doing right now. Now, the question that you have to carefully consider is, are you wrong? And my sense, even as I just described that, as crazy as that idea is, my sense is if somebody was really passionate about that and they had the technical chops to sort of back it up, like look at the data, like this works, that you can forcibly insert your opinion into the world. And so then it becomes a function of like, how do you deal with that feedback? And you're prepared to be wrong long enough to make it work. And then of course, the really challenging question would be, well, what if it's just flat out wrong? And there's two, two things that can happen. One, you could, you could just be doing something that's way before its time. And we all know examples of people who have gone spectacularly, have failed spectacularly with an idea that five years later was incredibly successful. We also know that you could be right, but can't afford to wait long enough for other people to discover it. And then the alternative, of course, is maybe it's just that the idea is a bad idea. And I think the way you learn that is the feedback you get from the market in the form of dollars. Like that's the way you learn it. And, and how long you can afford to be wrong so that one day you can be right <laughs> is going to be an individual decision. Right? And this is the challenge of navigating entrepreneurship as art, right? Where it's an act of creativity. And that's why I think so few people are able to pull it off. But when they do, it's amazing. So I hope that's been helpful. These are just some ideas that have been in my head for a long time that I wanted to get out there. If they resonate with you, please email me and let me know. And if you are absolutely like, Carl, that's the craziest idea I've ever heard. I want to hear that too. The email address is hello at behaviorgap.com. Hello at behaviorgap.com. And until the next episode, we will uh, we'll talk to you then.